0: On today's episode of Body Bangin', we are talking about the appraisal clause. If you work in a body shop or even if you don't and you own a vehicle, you need to know what the appraisal clause is within your insurance policy. You'll need to know what it is so you know when to invoke it or not. And what exactly does that mean? Well, stay tuned and find out on today's episode of Body
1: Bangin'. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former Auto Collision Center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Body Bangin'. Today we have Charles Wilhite on with us, and we're talking about something that I think we've been hearing a lot about, but I don't know that we understand a lot about. Now maybe some of you do, and maybe some of you think you do, but you actually don't. (laughs) So I'm excited to have Charles come on today because we're going to talk about the appraisal clause So just a little bit of background on Charles, and we're just going to jump right into it. So Charles started out in the auto-collision industry over 40 years ago. So he's been around for a minute. He may know a thing or two. He worked his way up in a body shop from technician all the way up into management, went and worked for insurance with State Farm, then went into ICAR and has worked for ICAR for many years, then went on to be an independent appraiser. Uh, which is what he's doing now. And it's really cool, which I love talking to Charles about because he actually is an expert witness. So actually goes to court to testify, uh, which is so neat and awesome (laughs) to be an expert in your field like that. So welcome, Charles.
2: Thank you. And I (laughs) agree. Uh, Being an expert is like performance art for me as an old trumpet player. It's it's just as fun. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. (laughs) So appraisal clauses. So we hear a lot about it. We're seeing a lot of social media posts from people discussing it, that kind of thing. So I thought was really excited to have you on today to just get down to it. What exactly we're going to start with some basics. And I purposely didn't read up on this so that I could just learn from you and ask questions. Cause I'm sure the questions I have, our listeners are also going to probably be thinking as well. So let's just start out with just the basics. What is an appraisal clause?
2: Um, this is a bit of a history lesson okay appraisal clause was was created in real estate mm. if the insurance company and the and the homeowner the policyholder didn't agree about the price of the roof they invoked the appraisal clause mm. and then the owner hired somebody the insurance company hired somebody those two guys got together of course back then it would have been just guys um, right. <laughs> you know, and they would they would sort it out Okay. Um, that has been, you know, kind of borrowed by the collision in what by the insurance companies for mm-hmm. collision on, on cars, and so it's it's a separate contract. You know, insurance company um, policies are actually several contracts all stacked on mm-hmm. document. This is a, a, a it's called the appraisal clause. It's a clause in your policy that says if we can't agree, we'll hire those two people. They'll hash it out. If they can't hash it out, they will agree on an umpire. And any two of those three persons signs a document, it's done.
0: Wow. And every insurance has an appraisal clause. Okay.
2: A couple of caveats. First of all, it only applies to the policy holder. So it's a first party only. Okay. So if I get hit by somebody, I don't have this right. Interesting. I go back to my insurance company.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: it's not a couple of things. It's not mediation. It's not arbitration. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. different legal constructs to get to the place. This is a really fairly casual thing. Um, I'm looking at one on my screen right now, and I won't read it to you get to lease, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll spare you that. Uh, but it's it's one paragraph. It's like five, oh. five sentences. Wow. And okay. this is the like longer ones, you know. And so really, it's just two guys talking about. It. Okay. And there are a lot of women in this business today, I should
0: say. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I say guys all the time, and I just mean people. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I'm I'm a little yep. hypersensitive about the whole gender thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you more than me, so <laughs> isn't that funny?
2: <laughs> all right. So it's if you know about it, it's a good tool to resolve a, a conflict. And either party can invoke it. Okay. So sometimes the insurance company will decide that's the best way to proceed.
0: And so once someone invokes it, that's it. It's kind of like game on.
2: Um, Yeah. And it also means that everybody else is out.
0: Okay. So anything that's been said or done prior, that goes out the window. And now the two independents come in.
2: It's context. But more importantly, the two independents are the only two people in the conversation. Mm. The insurance company shuts up. The vehicle owner shuts up. And really, they shouldn't be communicated with until the deal is done.
0: That's what I was, my next question was going to be. So, you know, let's say I hire, um, if I invoke, make sure I'm using the proper terminology. Yes. So I invoke the appraisal clause, my independent adjuster, are they going to call me then to hear my, my version of what happened or what's right. going there on? Be,
2: there will obviously be fact-finding, Okay. you know, uh, just like a court case. I mean, okay. not- not as strict, not as formal, right. You know but Yeah. They'll investigate. um, They'll want to see things like the estimate pictures,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: indication from the insurance company, you know, and then, and then they'll want your version of of what happened. Okay. And they'll find out as much and then they'll say, okay, I'll get back to you. Okay. But they're not going to give you a blow by blow. Now there, there are people in the business that do that. Okay. They're really not staying in bounds of of the, the rules that have been set in various court cases. Okay. And it's like if I'm working for for an individual, I may send them a, a note to know that, let them know I'm still working. Mm-hmm. Because I take days, I've closed one in a day. Oh, wow. It's taken two months to close one. Wow. depends on how, um, how difficult the fact finding is and how difficult the other party is.
0: So now let me ask you another question. So somebody, whoever invokes the appraisal clause, Mm -hmm. is this independent appraiser somebody that you have to pay? Like how do they get, how do you get payment then? How does that work?
2: Um, Almost all of us will will require payment unless there's an ongoing business relationship. Um, It will require payment before we start the work.
0: Okay. And is that like typically a flat fee or a percentage of what you win?
2: It's a flat fee unless in in some states that have it and you're a public appraiser and then it's a percentage. Okay. Okay. Don't go there. you got somebody wanting that, go find somebody else.
0: I had to have a public appraiser for my home and it was a percentage.
2: Different, different. Totally
0: different. Okay. Interesting.
2: Different uh, field of play.
0: Yeah. Yes, gotcha. But in the auto
2: business, there's only a few times when you really need a public appraiser. It's so, okay. For the most part. Uh, and in most states, because we don't handle money, we're not licensed. Mm. Now for, for many years, I, I did carry a license. I still carry a license in the two states that require an independent appraiser to be licensed. But it's interesting as a side note, I'm not licensed by the insurance in those two states. I'm insured, I'm <laughs> licensed by the Department of Transportation.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> wow. So, if you're hiring an independent appraiser, how would a person that got into an accident know where to find somebody like that?
2: Word of mouth is great. Um, if you know somebody that, that's that's had mm. difficulties, mm-hmm. um, I I have some insurance agents who will uh, give up my cards for my website. Oh, wow. Um, you can do Google searches and people, okay. and then. You know, do a little detective work on yourself, on your own, your, do your due diligence. Right. And, uh, and see what you can find. You know, if you feel like what they say on their website, then dig a little deeper. And if you don't. Right. There's uh, find somebody else. You're doing <laughs> this. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So now, because we have a lot of shop owners, managers, uh, writers, that kind of thing on the call, mm-hmm. the call quote unquote, uh, watching this, listening to the podcast, how do how does this affect them because we hear about it in the collision industry that it's being talked about a lot. So now are the shops typically recommending it to the customer then it, when the customer isn't is getting pushed back from the insurance is that usually how the body shop that the body shop role that you're seeing there?
2: Let's back up just a little bit. Um, okay. common uses for appraisal clause is total loss. Mm. you know my car gets wrecked. I go through my insurance company. They offer me X. I think it's X times 1.3. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get online and I find plenty of evidence, but the insurance company can't listen to you. Right. Because they've got a third party giving them numbers. Right. Right. A whole nother show. If you want to go there one day. With <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause that, that, that little, that little part in the industry is, is a little skewed at the moment and, mm. and COVID's got it stirred up and messed up in all kinds of ways. Um, okay. So it's particularly bad right now. Um, but, If you hire an independent appraiser, then they can come in and and that may be the place to start on a total loss is simply to hire somebody to simply present a report and not escalate to invoking the appraisal clause.
0: Ah, so you can hire. So, and we're talking, when you say you can hire, that means the customer, yeah, the owner. Um, So they can hire an independent appraiser even Mm -hmm. without invoking the appraisal clause. And most of
2: us offer that service on our website um, at a lower rate.
0: Okay, because then you don't have to go through the whole process. I don't
2: have to make phone calls. I don't have to do quite as much research. You know, mm. it's, it's at least half the work. And so I charge considerably less. Okay. You know? And and I don't, if, if it if it goes ahead to appraisal clause, I and most of my peers that I paid attention to, we don't charge you that fee and this fee. Right, right. I right, just right. charge you this fee.
0: <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> you're already done quite a
2: bit. And, it, okay. and, it's, and it's not that much money, you know. It's, gotcha. Uh, in the grand scheme of, of things, it's it's a it's a it's a little bit of an investment. And the way this works is, insurance pays their people, vehicle owner pays their people. Gotcha. Both parties pay half the umpire fee if it comes to that. Ah,
0: okay. Well, I like that there is an option because there are a lot of dissatisfied owners who yeah. are not feeling like they're getting <laughs> the proper. Payout or whatever
2: you want to call it, and that's, and that's why total loss is, is the biggest um, use of this. Um, but to, but to get back to your original question, um, many of the, the shops that are really trying to do things right and that are well informed and well read, they listen to Mickey Woods. Um, <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I'll take the out
2: town. they are pushing their customers to do that because one of the things they'll do is they'll tell you they'll tell their customer on the front end and. Um, you know I posted the other day in response to somebody that, you know, educating our customers and our insurance partners uh is becoming a much bigger part of the job because mm-hmm. you know, so we don't we doing. We can't do it well. Right. I've always said, give me the rule book, get of my way. <laughs> yes. And that's part of this. That's why we're having this conversation. Yes. So I, yeah, there, a lot of shops will encourage their customers because the customer has to invoke Yeah. The, the shop, Really shouldn't be involved except mm-hmm. as a source of information.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? So now, do you have shops then referring yeah. customers to you? I would think that would be a a, a yeah. big play there yeah. because they're just really looking, hopefully, to help the customer and the bot. You know, for people that are listening that aren't in the auto collision industry, there's only so much the shop can do. You are the owner of the vehicle, so right. it's really if you want to push that thing harder, right?
2: Yeah, the shop. <laughs> they have a weird relationship with insurance companies, <laughs> you know, and if, and if you do the DRP thing, then you've got a, a defined relationship. Yes. You know? But if you don't, then you don't really have a, de- a relationship at all because the customer's the one with the business relationship with right. the insurance company, right. They're right. Obligated to pay, to make the customer whole
0: mm-hmm.
2: shop is there to figure out what that means mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they write $30,000 and the insurance company wants to pay $18,000. We got to have a conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. Somebody's not on the right page, you know? Yes. And So somebody like me comes along and scrutinizes every single line item and goes and mm-hmm. does the research on the OEM procedures. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's getting tighter and tighter. Um, just this last week, Honda announced that to fix a car properly, you have to have Honda information. You have to do every single thing we say. And if you're not a certified shop, you can't see it.
0: Mm. New ball game. Wow!
2: Yeah, and that's I
0: incredible.
2: from what I'm seeing, that's that's going to be the lay of the land within two years.
0: I think so. I think, so. but I understand why. I understand
2: yeah. why. And so today, um, appraisal clause is being used more and more for repair issues. mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, um, Five years ago, I did three or four a year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. today, uh, I could do as much as I wanted to. Wow! So
0: now, you know, let me ask you about. <laughs> the fact that you're going, I, I'm always mesmerized when people are like in court for things. Cause then, you know, it just feels so much more serious. Like, Ooh, what's going on? <laughs> Spill yep. the tea, Charles. <laughs> what? Well, it's interesting to me that it really escalates to that level. So at, what are the types of cases then that you're seeing that escalate to a point where they're actually in a court, you're having to present evidence, that type of thing. What are those types of things that you're getting involved in?
2: Well, most recently um, the other thing that is used for. Uh, when a car gets in a wreck, a lot of people think that it's worth less money just because it's been in a wreck. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they file a diminished value claim. Now, mm-hmm. first parties can't do that. This is a second party thing. Mm. So that's not appraisal cost stuff. And I'm getting a little off topic, but it's it's one of those things that, that you go and present opinions.
0: Okay. Because
2: if you're talking about the value of a car, there are no facts.
0: Right, right.
2: There's some evidence and there's strong opinions. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you can gather enough information and, and comps, you know. Mm-hmm. Um an interesting one from years ago um guy had a mercedes had a had a collision needed repairs um he said oh and the suspensions broke there was no way absolutely no way the suspension was affected by that little hit ah but he was convinced mm-hmm. and so he hired an independent appraiser Insurance mm-hmm. company hired me i was able to discover where he had had that suspension fixed twice Oh, wow. One of the worst things Mercedes ever did. It was a very complicated hydro mm-hmm. with air and it was very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he took it to small claims court mm. and I had to show up because here in Texas, if I'm not present, my report is hearsay. Oh, interesting. So I didn't even testify, I sat in the back of the room and was introduced. And I stood up and said, hi, judge. And that was it. Okay. Read my report, dismissed the case. Wow. You know, wow. the first time I was in court, it was a little intimidating. And then when I saw the judge put his pencil down and lean back mm. because of something I had just said. Wow. That's pretty cool. I thought, oh, wow. This is fun. It was a rush. And everybody was happy. Well, not everybody.
0: Yeah. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> so yes, the shops that, that are, that are having difficulties getting, paid for what they need to be done, needs to be done to the car. Mm-hmm. This is one of the tools, you know, I, yes. would, I would prefer to see it as a, um, you know, last on a list of options. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well, it's, a it's nice. However, we want to phrase it. The frustration is the payment isn't being, it's a fight to get payment for.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and,
2: and the way we do that is is to provide information, you know, and if that information um, runs into a stone wall, then yeah. we have an option. That's then, right. Then we get into the repair issues and that's much more complex. Mm-hmm. And I still charge the same because we're, we've kind of flat rated everything. Right. It takes me 10 times more work. Mm, I bet. Yeah. Depending on the shop, if the shop does an outstanding job on their estimate and mm-hmm. their documentation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: then I'm going to get a file pretty thick. Yeah. Right. Because I'm going to get the estimate line by line with, mm-hmm. with notes explaining what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get every procedure that's referenced for everything they're doing on the car. Mm-hmm. Those are the easy ones because I'm have like yeah. to all that stuff. You know? Yes, yeah, so that's and so, ideal. And then armed with that information, I can make a phone call to the other appraiser, and we can go over it line by line. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, "Well, we don't normally do that." I can say, "Well, okay. Here's why you need to do that. Here's mm-hmm. the document. And here's the document that says that's not recommended. That's required." Which is another thing; is changing. Mm-hmm. Because the lawyers wanted soft right. words, and people interpret those soft words as meaningless. That's
0: that's <laughs> exactly the frustration. You nailed it right on the head.
2: Yeah, and I can't find the document again. But um, a few months ago, uh, General Motors basically said, "If we every time we use the word recommended, we meant to say required." <laughs> and yeah. I'm just saying the same thing now. Um, yeah, and, and so that's, that's where the industry's going. Yeah. This is another one of those, those forks in the road where, you know, five years from now, it's going to be different.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It'll evolve, but we still got this tool. Yeah. And so, well, it's, um, I think it's great. I think it's great that we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you defined it very clearly. I feel like I totally get it. But if you didn't totally get it, or if you think of questions after this podcast, or you've got some right now, Charles is available. You can contact him down in the description. You'll find his email and his website address. If you have questions or you want to chit chat, he's an awesome guy. As you can see, uh, totally informative and willing and has a heart to help the industry and the people in it, which I love. Um, And I'm I'm sure we'll probably get off this and I'll be like, you know what else I thought of? (laughs) So you may get an email from me, Charles, but uh, I'm here for our shops listening and watching. And even for people that aren't in the collision industry that will come upon this podcast, this is great information to know because it's, we can always be the best we can be when we know we've got a tool belt full of quality, useful tools. And this is one of those things that when you need it, it's good to know you got it because otherwise you look back and go, wait a minute, I could have done that. How many people are (laughs) listening right now thinking, man,
2: no, it's unusual for me to find a vehicle owner, a policyholder that knows about this, mm. but it's not that unusual for me to to find a shop owner that, or an estimator especially, that that's unaware, because it's mm-hmm. never come up. You know, I do want to put one caveat in here. Yeah, I, I said it at the beginning, but I'm going to say it again. This is a tool for either side. Yeah. Now we we kind of got got focused on the, the whole repairability and and the some individuals in the in the insurance world being a little slow to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you get a shop. That's the outlier. Right, right. Then, and this happens a lot in total loss. uh, The Mm insurance company may be the one to invoke the appraisal Mm clause because they've kind of exhausted their internal resources. Right. The conversation's halted. Right, right. We're going to be throwing bricks at each other, but we're not communicating anymore. Yes. And so, um, you know, uh, uh, those of you who who, uh, click on my website, you'll find a little paragraph there that basically says, you're hiring an expert. Don't put words in my mouth.
0: Yeah. I was going to I was going to bring that up. My favorite part of your whole website is with something along the lines and maybe you changed it or something. If you're hiring me to give your opinion, go somewhere else. Basically.
2: You're, you're, you're basically quoting me. I was perfect. Yes. yes. But yeah, there. I consider my job to be largely one of an educator. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't fight with people to get what I want. Right. I... I Inform people so they can make an informed decision.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: The best of my peers in this business, that's that's what we do. Yeah. So it's right. not big conflict.
0: Right, right. And
2: it's in conversation sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure. And, I'm and sure. sometimes there's just there's just a dead stall. Mm. And then other times there's you can almost hear them throwing the pen down and say, Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> because you put the document in their hands. What are they gonna do? <laughs> right. Well, it's
0: the evidence. I mean it's it's gonna speak for itself at the end of the day but this allows two parties that again aren't emotionally involved and aren't financially involved to just come to the table hash yeah. it out create a solution so everybody can move on with their lives i mean that sounds wonderful <laughs> to me because i hear a lot of horror stories of the back and the forth and the hard feelings and people are upset and this really kind of takes that out of and the I know, equation i know
2: a couple shops that if if they see that's where it's going They just, initiate. they they counsel the customer to initiate this fairly fairly quickly. Absolutely. So it can get done in a timely fashion.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add? Because I think this is amazing. I really hope that everybody watching and listening is like, has learned a little something today.
2: (laughs) I hope so too. And and as you said, I am open to questions. If we get down to a specific case, I may have to charge you at some point. But (laughs) (laughs) um, I've actually covered all my bullet points I had on my notes here. Perfect. Good job. All right. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Charles, for coming on the show and talking with us. Thank you for being a part of our industry and helping bring the two sides, I guess, if we want to call it together for the benefit of everyone really. And I love that about you and what you do and thank you. Keep it up. So take care, everybody. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on body Bangin'. Bye.
1: If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing, so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans, would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things auto body.